Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Sarah, real question here. Okay, yeah, what's up? Myself. Okay. Are you black? Yeah, I am. Are you? And that's what we're going to answer today on the Cousin Connection Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't laugh the whole time. <laughs> Um, I hope you guys liked our little intro. Yeah. <laughs> we literally just made that <laughs> Okay. No, okay. But for real, it is February, and hopefully my mic doesn't get away from me. Is that why you wore that shirt? Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I forgot. I was actually going to tell you. I completely forgot. If you don't know, for the audio listeners, I'm wearing my Ethiopian shirt. Well, I don't, I don't even know what you would call it. What would you call the shirt? Uh, it looks it's like a shirt a, I got in Ethiopia that has like Ethiopian designs it's a on habasha it. Habasha lips. Yeah, like what you see farmers wear. Okay, no, is it not? <laughs> no, it's like traditional wear. It's a it's traditional, traditional wear. Ethiopian. Okay, that's racist. I just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excuse my you, <laughs> you really were. That was a little racist. Okay, okay. Not during Black History Month. Exactly. Don't do that. You know? um, no, but <laughs> for real though. So, so we're gonna get into for the. I thought it would be you know appropriate yeah. for this since it is black history month mm-hmm. to kind of get into that part of our identity yeah and and so, and sort of like the not the issues we have but like you know the false sense of identity we have with the black community sometimes does that does that make sense or not false I'm, sense of identity, but like like almost like how maybe this is not how you feel but i feel sometimes where like you know you're kind of you kind of feel like you're in the black community but like almost like you have one foot out the door mm. in a way not really out the door but like you're not in there completely but you are there mm-hmm. you know you're just in the back yeah let's let's dissect that in a little yeah, bit yeah but before we get into it you guys know what to do if you're listening pause for a moment mm-hmm. head on over to our youtube channel and hit that subscribe button because i see a lot of you guys okay i follow up on the stats mm-hmm. you guys watch but you don't subscribe exactly thank you to those who have subscribed by the way and our regular commenters we see you we appreciate you we love you mm-hmm. and while you're also I don't at know about it, love okay we have a, we have a deep <laughs> adoration for you 
But <laughs> while you're at it, by the way, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Our TikTok is booming right now. Just saying, we have a yeah, viral man. video. Okay, four hundred thousand so. on the last video. I'm just exactly. Saying. Okay. Get Let's us ten k. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're halfway to ten thousand followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We are so close to three thousand subscribers on YouTube, guys, mm-hmm. and we're so close to four thousand followers on Instagram. Like we are just. We're growing the cousin family, you know, honestly. Slowly but steadily, guys. We're yeah, getting there, okay? Exactly. Remember, I, I think I said last time the goal is like 10,000 at the end of the year, by the end of the year. Yeah. So you can help with that exactly. by hitting that subscribe button. If you want to be under the 10K club, now's your chance. Exactly. Now let's get back to business here. So, Sara, mm-hmm. on a scale of Daniel Caesar <laughs> to Dr. Umar Johnson, what? how, how black would you say you are? See, that scale is a bit unfair to me because I don't know who... You Umar, Umar or Omar? Doctor Omar Johnson. You don't, you don't know who Omar Johnson is. He's <laughs> like, he's like one of the most pro-black people you can ever find. Is he a hotep? Now that I know what pretty, that is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Oh, is like, he? Very similar. I, I actually, I wouldn't consider him a hotep because he doesn't really do all that, like the the spiritual side of the hotep mm. thing. But he does like severely promote. Not severely. What I, what I say, he 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 really does promote like black everything. Black is in 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 that like in like he'll uh, he'll judge you if you marry someone who's not black. If you're black, he'll judge you if you marry someone who's not black. He says black men should only marry black women, and vice versa. And like we should be. And there are positive things like you should only be spending your money on black businesses. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. What. I'll tell you where I land on that scale. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know the Dan- You know what the reference I'm making with Daniel I Caesar is, right? I actually don't, but I was. Well, Daniel Caesar was—he's a singer, yeah. and he was canceled a couple years ago because, well, is that why we haven't canceled. heard of him? I think it's also because like he was just—he's like one of those artists that kind of like go missing for a bit, and then mm, they come back. Yeah. But this sort of had something to do with it, where at least in the black community sense where he was he's basically like that black guy who like lets all his white friends say the n-word around him no way yeah like that kind of black guy daniel caesar is also canadian right yeah he's from toronto so like that interesting when i say that type of black person so i we we technically haven't gone into like whether we consider ourselves black which we do we do you know just that was kind of joke of being but like yeah yeah, i i would consider myself black we'll kind of dissect what that means to us um but yeah so when i say that scale uh, like who would you say you relate more to neither would you say you're more in the middle like you're a moderate yeah i would say i'm in the like middle like you've never let your white friends around you get away with saying the n-word Hell around you? listen okay i used to t- <laughs> let me just tell you guys yeah in elementary school this is very problematic okay and yeah. i it's actually very problematic like mm-hmm. i don't i don't encourage it but i'm just saying i wouldn't let the kids in my class say the n-word because i was mm-hmm. like guys I am a double threat. I'm black and I'm Muslim. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my dad is Muhammad Ali. <laughs> so either I'll get my niggas to beat you up mm-hmm. or I'm going to bomb you. What are you? What? <laughs> you racist. <laughs> I literally used to say that. It's just so problematic. Okay, guys, like it's actually, uh, it was a problem back then. People used to fear me because Wait, of you it. actually said that? Yeah. Hell yeah. I said it. A hundred percent. I said it. it was like, is this like post 9-11? Post 9-11. Yes. Oh my God, Because I was about like eleven or twelve. You're making point. it harder out here for all the other Muslims. Okay? I know, but perpetuating this was, stereotypes. I know, I know, but they feared me, and it worked. So mm-hmm. no one ever messed with me then. Yeah. Um, but uh, I definitely like 
whether it was then and now mm-hmm. i don't like if you're not black you shouldn't be saying the n-word yeah i personally say it i know some black people choose to not say it mm-hmm. and to each their own i won't judge you either way if you're black yeah. and you say it or you don't say it but i don't appreciate black people who act like oh you're setting what do they say like you're uh setting playing. us back yeah i'm like mm-hmm. how am i setting you back yeah Every time I say the N-word, am I bringing slavery back? No. Mm-hmm. That's probably really problem- problematic. Yeah, whatever. Okay. We'll I don't know. But I'm just things. saying, like, I understand the... <clears throat> I feel like when it's when it's said amongst black people, mm-hmm. it's not said in a derogatory way. Yeah. It's more so to express camaraderie. Yeah. If it's another race... I didn't know this was going to turn into the N-word argument, but... You know, you no, <laughs> I just, it just started off that way, I guess. But, like, you know, if it's if it's another race yeah. that usually sees themselves as superior to black people and they say it to a black friend, mm-hmm. I, you could just call them a friend. Why do you got to use the N-word? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't always say it. Obviously, like, yeah. in a professional atmosphere, like, I'm not going to be in the office like, yo, what up, my nigga? Like, <laughs> dabbing all the black people yeah. and then handshaking all the normal... You know what I mean? Yeah, you do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> You do the black person nod. Like, yeah, hey, I feel like uh, it's more of a guy thing, the dapping up thing. Like, do girls dap each other up? No. Yeah. What do you guys do? You just like, hey. You're like, no, we hug. Oh, yeah, hugging. Yeah. I forgot about that whole aspect of it. <laughs> you know what kind of bothers me, though? What? And you won't get it because you're not a girl. What? But, like, girls who are listening this, listening to this and are black, if someone who's not black says to you, like, hey, girl, how are you? Mm-hmm. Or tries to use, uh, what's that new uh, acronym? African-American... Vernacular. Yes. AAVI. Yes. Or AAV. What was the Vernac- I for? Oh. African American vernacular. Some there was there's like a fourth letter. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but you yeah. know you know what we mean. Yeah. Does it like does that bother you when your non-black friends use that type of terminology with you? No, that's why I I wouldn't say I'm like completely on like the Daniel Caesar side. Mm. Like I won't say I won't let them um like a white person say the n-word around me but like if they start saying like you know i guess it depends on like how they're saying it what if they're not white though because i'd be hearing a lot of y'all who are not white saying the n-word and i'm i'm side-eyeing you Mm -hmm. like why are you saying it you're not black but the thing is is that like the black community has been so loose with who they give that card to they shouldn't be giving it to anyone who's not black period but like that's why people are so confused on like okay like you let like six nine say it and that guy's mexican who and this let, guy was who, saying who it. Who let like, him say it? He was literally one of the biggest rappers in the world at one point. And he never he got snitched. canceled. What? He never got canceled for it. No, it's because he just grew up with a lot of black people, so he was automatically, or not automatically, but they kind of just let him get a bly from that, and they just let him pass. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't listen to him ever, so I didn't know that he ever said it. Yeah, so. but it's weird how sometimes they police certain people who actually do have some like black lineage. Mm. May they may not be presenting as black, but they might, and they use that word, but they get and they get heat for it. But then, when someone who's not black at all, but has grown up around black people and lives in, within that community, is given the pass, uh, like I feel like there's a double standard there. There's a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to that's why that whole debate for the Edward thing is like so kind of uh, not awkward, but like still, I, I don't really say it that much, but like it's it's like you say it in songs. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of like you know, confusion around it. I don't know. But I don't think so. I, I think, I think the hard line is like if it's a white person, like nah. If you say it with the er, yeah, okay. If you say it with the er, even if you're black, I'll, I'll look at you different. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be like, what's what is it? Yeah, what? Like, not what is it? Like, why are you saying that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, but 
uh, as far as me, when it comes to that scale, mm. I feel like at one point in my life, and sometimes I like kind of like even still play with it. I'm still on like the, I sometimes like go to that Dr. Umar Johnson side where I'm like, really? Where I'm like, like, no, nah, only black, black everything, black businesses. But the, okay. I've never seen that side of you. Well, like, that's why I said it's not really me, but like mm. every once in a while, you like, you get, you get radicalized. I don't know. You watch a few TikToks with like black people and you're like, I'm never looking at another non-black person ever again. But, okay. But, you know, we all have our days. Yeah. But but there are, like, good aspects of what he's saying, but only because he's taken it from people like Malcolm X, who was seen as an extremist uh, in his day. And everyone should go and read his book. I know I mentioned that a bunch of times. It's Autobiography it. of Malcolm <laughs> X, which I gave to Sarah literally, like, two years ago, and she still hasn't read it. You know when he gave it to me? Two years ago when we tried to film this episode. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, so this... we filmed this podcast or not filmed it but we recorded, recorded this podcast literally within like the first five or ten episodes yeah of when we started mm-hmm. and this was like one of the lost episodes i so, was so it was a really good episode yeah it was a good episode we, we i said it. a lot of problematic stuff because we're still starting but like I, we're kind of rehashing it now and like just kind of um trying to like follow the same uh um notes of what we were talking about then. You remember what we spoke about two years ago? Yeah, sort of. I did. I did. I mentioned yeah. Malcolm X. Yeah, you d- yeah, yeah. But you always do. So. Exactly. And I mentioned how like like he was the first book I read. He was like my way into um, diving more deeper into my black identity. Yeah, because right? after that, you read that other one that had like old English. Um, oh, um, W E B W E B Du Bois. Yes. Yeah. You were uh, obsessed. I with think that is book. a book still here. Let me see. I think I literally. Have There it is. Good. Now I can actually like reference it. But this book right yeah. here, The Souls of Black Folk, if you're if you're someone, if you're anyone in the black community, I feel like you should read this book. It's basically like a culmination of like um, essays that he wrote and poetry. And like, I feel like it gives you a real insight into like what black life was like in the early, because this was written, he read it like in the early, late 1800s, early 1900s. And this is like perfect to get an idea of what life was like back then um mm. yeah like not only as a black person but just like as an individual in general like what was going on at the time yeah um and yeah so that was definitely like i think it was literally like right when covid started yeah I think, yeah like near covid started it was, like April it was when or something. george floyd happened yeah yeah that's when, we that's when that. i started reading more into it because like to go into our history with it like we've always been muslim first yeah if that makes sense like Like in terms of your identity in terms of our identity Mm. because and the reason we've had so much or the reason i've had so much uh conflict with the black identity or like that part of my identity is that because it's so tied to black culture which is like a lot of the things sorry what is tied to black culture huh what is tied? the identity of being black okay like because i feel like being black and and black culture are synonymous are not the same oh or like yeah they're not the same but they are synonymous at the same time if that makes sense synonymous means like they're usually together right it's one in the same they're one in the same and that's how it's usually presented Mm. but now with the like introduction or not introduction but with now with the rise of a lot of first first generation uh immigrants who come from africa who are who are presenting as black but don't identify with the black culture 
at all or even the black identity to to a level well i think i think we should specify right because okay what you're referring to as the black culture is really like african-american culture african-american that's what i mean sorry Mm. african-american culture exactly yeah yeah because yeah that's what black culture is that's a synonym for black culture no yeah i mean well because like the way that i see it if Mm -hmm. i if i think of black it's Mm -hmm. anyone who's black no matter where you're from african-american is is strictly black people from america yeah exactly and and this is a very western conversation right yeah yeah like this is not something you're gonna be talking about in africa or uh, uh, maybe actually i think now where else yeah africa is really the only place where you wouldn't be having this type of conversation uh well you know what i think Mm -hmm. that um that that black culture that you're referring to is like Mm -hmm. very much inspired by african-americans in america yeah like the culture that was born and raised through you know hip-hop and rap yeah the introduction of that in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. um i don't really know like and i guess now now in the more recent years like mm-hmm. uh the influence on like uh black british culture mm-hmm. um somali culture is like really infiltrated into the black scene yeah now it's too. more it's more taken over like the vernacular in a way uh would you say somali culture has made its way into like the acts and like <clears throat> not the acts but like what what aspect of their culture has like the mannerisms you mean yeah like what aspect of their culture has infiltrated like the yeah, general ma- maybe it is the vernacular but like definitely the, their terminology is like intertwined in, mm-hmm. within african-american vernacular yeah. as you said um jamaican culture mm-hmm. is is introduced to that too or is intertwined with that too yeah um, I think now it's more so of a like a, a blend of all the different uh, black, like the ethnicities, the cultures are all mm-hmm. blended together. But before it was, it was more to do with like African American culture. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and maybe that's why we felt so distant from it because we knew that we had culture as black people, but from Africa, mm-hmm. we had Ethiopian culture. Exactly. Right. So we didn't. We were like, okay, that's Ethiopian. Mm-hmm this black culture that we're seeing is so anti-Ethiopian and anti, well, it isn't, but like, that's how it was presented to us, right? Like, that's yeah. them. This is us type of thing. Yeah. Right. So like it, it was, it was perceived as like anti-Islamic, anti-Ethiopian. And so like, that's them. This is us. Mm-hmm. This is our culture. We do it this way. And so maybe that's why we felt that separation of like, are we black? Like yeah. our skin is black, but like, we don't really, fit in with the black the, people. I, I feel like the only thing at one point it felt like the only thing that we had related to them was the fact that our skin our tones skin were tone. the same yeah. yeah 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 so that's why there was a lot of that like feeling of your one foot in mm. one foot out because I, I don't know if uh even african-americans or uh, how they perceive us mm. actually we sort of do have an idea of how they perceive us because earlier when before like uh, PC culture came out mm-hmm. there were those like jokes about like African booty snatcher African booty, booty scratcher sna- that's scratcher? what it was oh. yeah and that was like a common term like everyone kind of knew that uh, um, not diss what would you call it insult mm. or a way to poke at people so they did they did have a way of like kind of separating us or or, or what would you call it by um, discriminating discriminating us from actual African Americans so maybe that also added to the fact of why we felt like we were different in a certain way. Yeah. And I also think like, you know, think of it this way. A lot of uh, like African ethnicities that are first generation for Canada, America, wherever mm-hmm. you're listening to this from. A lot of us that are first generation, it's like our parents are 
immigrating to these countries Mm -hmm. they at the time a lot of them were like late 80s early 90s right Mm -hmm. so at the time that was like the rise of the what is it the crack epidemic the cocaine what was it yeah de- uh, it was cracking cocaine yeah yeah crack uh, mostly in the black communities and so like they our parents see this and they're like we don't want anything to do with getting arrested or, yeah. or gang violence or drugs mm-hmm. and so we're advised stay away from that yeah right so we were advised from a young age and and it's more so out of out of a place of fear mm-hmm. i i think our parents never really felt connected to the black community in Mm -hmm. that sense and so they kept to themselves or they stayed within their own communities and a lot of other black people did that too not just ethiopians but like every every other one that immigrated here that are first generation yeah and then i would say i would say i would kind of just to make it easier i would say african people if that makes sense. like ones from africa yeah 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 yeah. we could say that Mm -hmm. and so they kind of stuck to themselves didn't want to get involved Mm -hmm. It, it was all from a place of fear yeah. Um, but then when you like, I think as time progressed, yeah, uh, the lines were blurred a bit. Mm-hmm. They started yeah. to get blurrier and blurrier. I think it's because the kids then, because the one th- the one reason that I feel like a lot of the kids in the first first generation families started to identify more with the actually with the African American culture than their own is because first off, like. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A lot of the parents who came from Africa, like they didn't have time to teach their kids the culture, their own culture. And when they did, like it was here and there, but it was because they're most of the time they're working. They're trying to make money to support their families. Right. And when these kids went to school, like when we went to school, a lot of the times because of like racism and like the people would just naturally segregate, you would find yourself around just a lot of other black people, yeah, you whether they're people African American like or African yeah. or just African. Um, and then you would just automatically start picking up on that culture and those, that identity. Right. Mm. That's why you see a lot of youth now who, uh, especially, I don't know. I haven't seen as much in Canada, but I know in America, like a lot of times we, we've assimilated a lot more to and, and related more to the black culture than our um, African one. And, and, and when it, whenever it came to uh, associating with our African identity, like usually I noticed that started like it's, al- it's almost like it was a half and half, if that makes sense. Like over here, I feel like I always had more of like an 80 to 20 split, if that makes sense. Of Ethiopian versus black? Yeah. I think because Canada celebrates multiculturalism a little bit more than the states does Mm -hmm. in the states you're almost like forced to assimilate into american culture i think also racism has a big part to do with it it's a lot more overt in america yeah so you kind of feel like you have to stick with your people that's so true and they're kind of dealing with it every day and like it's almost it's since i mentioned it's more overt there like it makes you want to stick together it's like a team mentality right you want to stick together more yeah and you want to be able to um um, you want that group to accept you more, so you're gonna uh, change whatever you can about yourself to be so you're talk like them, dress. Like yeah, them, exactly, like them. exactly. Mm. But because over here it's more passive and not as overt, we didn't feel like we had to do that. Or at least I personally didn't have to feel like. It. I don't want to make. I don't want to generalize and say for everyone. And for me personally, I don't know about yeah. you. Uh, no, I never really felt like I had to be something that I wasn't. Like mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, that we had those types of experiences because yeah. I know that a lot of kids and teenagers aren't always able to be themselves. And so they find that they have to change themselves. And that, that makes me sad because I never really felt like I had to be anyone other than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I was never, uh, you know, growing up, I went to a school where I was like one of two black kids in the whole grade. Yeah. Um, and like that wasn't even it was weird because I, I, I know once I moved to Scarborough, mm-hmm. shout out to Scarborough, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but when I moved to Scarborough, yeah, it was like the demographic of students changed completely. Mm-hmm. I went from being one of the only black kids to now being like one of many. And there was like two white kids in the class. Yeah. And then I had a, I had a culture shock, mm-hmm. which is why. Oh, yeah, like, I guess because. And did you feel like you had to like quickly learn to assimilate with those black uh, with all the other black kids in the class? Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. like I went to a school where I was just myself. Yeah. Before, uh, and and my blackness, I guess you could say, wasn't so overt. Maybe mm-hmm. if you want to say that, like it wasn't so apparent where I was being called out for it. Yeah. But then when I came to Scarborough and I went to school with a bunch of mm-hmm. like ethnic kids, not yeah. just black, but like other other cultures and ethnicities as well. Yeah. I was being called the whitewashed girl Mm. and then you felt like you had to kind of like start changing certain things about yourself to be accepted by them more right yeah so i was like 
I'm, how am I whitewashed? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the way that you talk, the way mm-hmm. that you dress. Yeah. Like everything. About, and then, but the, th- the crazy thing is, is like at the time in the mm-hmm. other school, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm wearing Nikes. Like, yeah. you know what? I was on the basketball team for like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was cool. But I come to Scarborough and I wasn't. I was humbled real quick and I was like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. how do you guys talk here? And that's when I learned how to like dabs people. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't See? know how to do that before. Yeah. Because that's also the other aspect of it. Like I mentioned uh, racism was one side of it that's pushing you mm. to, to stick together more with your people. But also it's the fact that because you want to be accepted by them, they start pointing out there's like, why do you why do you like dress like that? Or why do you yeah. talk like that? Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, is that wrong? And then just so they stop pointing it out, you start to like change certain aspects about yourself to kind of not stick out. Cause nobody, the, uh, the thing at the end of the day, as a kid, mm-hmm. as a teenager, when you're going through school, the last thing you want to do is stick is out. Stick out. Yeah. So you want to simulate as quickly as possible. So you're not picked on. Yeah. But I mean, but the, the crazy thing is, mm-hmm. is that I, w- I also wasn't the only Muslim. So in yeah. my old school, I was the only Muslim mm-hmm. or one of the two, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't wear hijab at the time yeah. because the one time I did try, I got called out so fast and mm-hmm. I was like, nope, never doing that again. Yeah. And then I came to this school and I was like, whoa, there are a lot of black people. There are a lot of Muslims. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like, oh, you're not black enough. They're like, oh, you don't act like a Muslim, which is uh, weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that they started to call. And I think that's where my identity started to start like started to form of like okay i'm mm-hmm. muslim first black second yeah that's where i got it yeah. at that point and that was like grade seven eight mm-hmm. and that was also a big part of that not crisis but like that uh uh split between like not assimilating but associating with the black community and being muslim right because mm-hmm. like if you if some if from outside looking if from the outside looking in if someone doesn't know anything about it was just looking at black culture. It's like you think of it that it's the antithesis to the Islam. Muslim ide- Islam <laughs> or the idea. Mus- uh, the they, you think that it's the antithesis. In- antithesis. You would think. <laughs> you struggling with that one, bro. You would. Okay, guys. Remember, I used to have a lisp. You would think that it was the antithesis to the islamic identity there you <laughs> okay? go you got it and um and i think that's how a lot of our parents saw it yeah 100 percent. yeah which is why they told us to like not hang out with they were really racist they would say don't <laughs> hang out with black people i used to you know what i would say to my parents yeah i'm like but i am black yeah. like i'm literally black like, exactly and they didn't that see sense? that side of it right yeah so they because they were looking at from the outside in did they ever tell you not to sag your pants no, I wasn't. I was always like a preppy kid. Like I never was saying my pants like that. I didn't. Ha- I didn't have style. I had no drip, <laughs> no drip, man. I was wearing graphic tees my whole high school and elementary wear, school uh, career. You used to wear what are those shirts called? Polos, cargo uh, pants were your thing. Yeah, you yeah. lived in cargo. Yeah, but I really was like anti, cause not anti, but like I, I just didn't try to simulate at all. I was just a nerd. You were just you. Yeah, I was just me. Cause Aww. I was a nerd. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, you kind of were. Yeah, that kind of saved me from all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think, yeah. I think you, from my perspective, like just mm-hmm. looking at you, I feel like you grew into the blackness, like into your twenties. Yeah, definitely. That's, That's when you start was. to like know your black identity. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It always for me, it came very late. And that's okay. Late. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. But that's also because, like, and I and I feel like it's better to come in it that way. Because now that I've still, 
when I when I came into it, I like was solidified or a, li- a little bit more solidified in my like Islamic identity. So I wouldn't let too much of the things that we typically shouldn't be partaking in mm. uh, um, sway me. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like that really helped to come into it later because yeah, it, you know, to be f- like uh blunt i guess there are a lot of things that don't really fall in line with like our islamic identity right like what huh break it down for us um like the the music alone yeah right and um what else is it the 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 celebrations the dancing all of that stuff is like anti or not anti but opposite to what we're usually taught to be doing right mm. especially with how um the black culture or african-american culture has moved today i think i think the 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 main thing is that islam teaches you to be modest yeah black culture teaches you to be expressive expressive loud not aggressive not aggressive because i know that there's that stereotype of like aggressive black man or aggressive black Mm -hmm. woman no it doesn't teach you to be that way that's a stereotype um but i i know that it definitely pushes you to be and encourages you to be like comfortable with who you are which is fine yeah um so i can see why you like you know the Mm -hmm. the fact that you grew into it at a later stage in life Mm -hmm. you already solidified your islamic identity Mm -hmm. and now you were just layering on the black identity yeah and for Mm -hmm. me what i like to think african-american culture means to me now Mm-hmm. is like i think creative like creativity mm. you know versatile uh, uh adaptive like um those are like the things that i think of when it comes to black culture like i know there's because there is the music aspect but like the art that's generated within the black community is like always uh top what do they call it top tier and and transformative in some way right it's, it's always bringing something new to the game and i feel like that's a thing that i find um that I'm proud of whenever I think about my black identity. Yeah, one of my favorite artists, who's also my friend, is <laughs> uh, is, is a black artist, and she yeah. celebrates black uh, Muslim women. Mm-hmm. Hanan's Corner, shout there out to you her. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and and her art really popped off during COVID, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, like a, it's you know what it is. I think we're so used to non-black art and Mm -hmm. not being represented that when we finally are represented we appreciate it so much yeah because you're like wow like that looks like me or Mm -hmm. i can identify with this Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah another part of it is acceptance like uh we're we're more willing to take risks and like and we we accept more people if they take risks in certain aspects of art and just in their creative side if that makes sense do you think that's why so many people refer to kanye as a genius yeah because he would take risks like and a lot of times people make fun of him at first whenever Mm -hmm. it came out Mm -hmm. but then literally a few months later it's like the next top it's like the top the talk of the town i guess you could say he he is a trendsetter i'll give him yeah exactly so that's another part that i like about black culture is trendsetting Mm -hmm. right so in any uh part of any industry Mm -hmm. we're always at like usually at the forefront of the new trends that are occurring there oh yeah whether whether it's dances music yeah food style yeah you name it we got it <laughs> exactly so those it's food too mm-hmm. when it comes food is another part that i 
love about my black identity like the fact that we, our food is seasoned and it's yeah good. <laughs> the seasoning and the ver- and the not versatility maybe versatility but like the variety variety of it right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how like it's not like you know put in 10 grams of this 10 grams you know you just throw in a sub spicy it's it's all you measure with the heart yeah you measure with the heart <laughs> exactly the heart the soul of it yeah the soul of the black identity those are the things that i really relate to mm, same yeah. i do too I, and i think for uh, that's, me, that's what black culture or african-american culture means to me for me i feel like it's opposite i think i identified with like i always knew i was muslim growing up yeah. as a kid obviously but it was like as a child i guess it's not so like it was more uh it, at the forefront of my life during like ramadan mm-hmm. and when i was learning how to pray as a kid yeah. but like before that i was always black first because mm-hmm. that's the first thing you see yeah i didn't wear hijab so i wasn't outwardly representing yeah as a as a muslim woman or a muslim girl at the time um so my identity actually started off as black mm-hmm. and growing up like my brother was really into like hip-hop and r&b and yeah. rap and stuff and so i grew up watching bet instead of much music yeah <laughs> um and then you know as i got a little bit older and like we would go to saturday school and learned more about our religion then my focus shifted to islam and mm-hmm. and and uh, like focusing on my Islamic identity and as a Muslim woman. And then I, you know, you get older mm-hmm. and like, I, I knew I, I always had black in the back, like my black identity in the back of my mind, but mm-hmm. it, it was like Muslim first. And I think it stayed like that. Yeah. But now it's like, here's my Islamic identity. Here's my black identity. And it kind of just like became like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, for me, it's not one in the same, but it is like, if I was to introduce myself yeah to a blind person they can't see me they don't know what i look like yeah i would say yeah i'm a muslim like i, I would say actually i would say i'm a black muslim woman mm-hmm. but even though black is first yeah muslim is the first identity i think that's just like like how we speak it just comes mm. out that's cult not culture but just as like grammar um, grammar wise it just mm. maybe flows better that way instead of saying muslim black woman yeah, yeah. That's, even though it doesn't really make a difference like yeah. just in your mind i don't know it's just a little bit of like thought and back here like that just doesn't sound right for some reason you know, know what i mean but 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 what i mean by that is like i will always uphold my islamic values first before my cultural values or my yeah. black quote-unquote values yeah so after we've said all of this mm. and i don't know if i'm canceled yet but um <laughs> so do after saying all this do you think we have a right to criticize black culture i know it's a hard question <laughs> I, I feel like i have the right to criticize it it's because the sources i'm pulling from are from people that are originally from the black community i'm hoping that from what i'm saying is like i'm trying to push what they so originally envisioned so it's not your own criticism yeah it's not my own criticisms if i had i don't know if my own criticism would be valid because why not because like like i mentioned like we've always we haven't been truly within I think have you do you feel like you've been fully accepted by the black community? Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. If I w- okay, let me let me let me think mm-hmm. before I speak for a sec. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna be stepping on a lot of shells today. No, I'm just saying, like, if I'm not black, then what am I? Mm-hmm. I'm not white. I'm not no, brown. No, but I'm talking about the black community. Yeah. Not you yourself. I think unless you actively choose to not partake in it within the black culture, the black community, like you choose to remove yourself and you just don't associate, mm-hmm. then you don't have a right to criticize. Yeah. But if you are immersed in it, 
mm-hmm. and you are an active member in the black community, like you support it, mm-hmm. you you want to see it thrive, you want to see it do better, and therefore that's why you criticize, then you have the right to criticize. Mm-hmm. But if you're part of the problem, then sit your ass down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and no, the reason I, I was say asking that is because like, or what I was trying to reference is like I mentioned earlier how I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And the reason I identified or like I like that book, the reason I like that book so much is because of the fact that he came into it with the Muslim identity as well or like the Muslim um, values as well. And he was like, I feel like the black community could really um, prosper and like benefit from looking into these this this religion, which is Islam, mm. and and taking those values and and um, applying them to their own lives. And it was almost proven with. Uh, I know their their teachings weren't correct, but a lot of the values that they upheld were very Islamic, which was the Muslim Brotherhood. Is that nation? The na- sorry, not the. Why do I keep yeah, saying the Muslim like, Brotherhood? I, I don't know. My bad. I meant the Nation of Islam. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> um, so, and we saw it in New York, mm. how when a lot of Black people started joining the Nation of Islam, like um, their employment rates went up, mm-hmm. and like they they started having um, a lot of two parent households, like, and and they all started like. Um, um, Black businesses were doing better. Mm-hmm. And just overall, the black community was becoming a force to be reckoned with, essentially, where people didn't feel like they could mess with them as much, especially in New York, where it was like the, the biggest. They, of course, it started popping up around the whole country. But that's, and then uh, unfortunately, they had the whole, or they had the whole split where uh, they were taught, they were told, like, hey, you got to fix your teaching. They're like, nah. And then, Malcolm X was unfortunately killed for that because he ended up um, finding the real Islam, I guess. Mm. Um, but ultimately, his uh, aspirations for the black community, I feel like still can be seen or like you know should what be strived for. You know what it is? I think uh, when when the, the basic uh, principles of Islam were introduced to the black community. Mm-hmm. As we know, you know, we're Muslim, right? So when we always talk about how Islam is like our guidebook, it's our way of life. Um, and it really, if you follow the rules of Islam and you follow the teachings and you really look into it, mm-hmm. um, outside of what the mainstream media teaches you about it, you it really, it encourages you to be your best self. Yeah. Right? Like it teaches you to be modest. But it also, it also like, I feel like they the the community once islam was introduced to them like it gave them like a sense of like order mm-hmm. like you know like it gave them um what's the word in english i can only i can think of it in gay sinan what is it in gay sinan you know like sinasirat oh i don't even know how to translate that <laughs> but like you know what i mean like yeah it gives them adab yeah how do you say adab huh um discipline discipline yeah it gives you discipline so you know Islam comes into their lives, all of a sudden their employment rate goes up. Mm-hmm. They have two parent uh, uh, incomes or even households. They have like successful businesses. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing better in life. Mm-hmm. Islam's the answer, y'all. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what it's also, uh, essentially <laughs> I'm trying to get to. But, you know, it, it's unrealistic, of course. Is well, it though? Is I don't it? think it is. Islam? Islam? I do see, I, well, the conversion rates have been going up a lot recently. And especially in the black communities. 
um at least from from what i've seen i don't know on tiktok tiktok actually like just pushes a lot of stuff towards you so like yeah. it may seem like something's going on or is a lot more bigger than it really is mm. no um, I mean, it is one of the fastest growing prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the life md platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary additional restrictions apply read all warnings before using glp1s side effects may include a risk of thyroid c-cell tumors do not use glp1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer if you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, and you can see like there are a lot of examples of people within the entertainment industry or just like within the African-American community who are Muslims. Of course, they may not practice as uh, much as um well if we talk about hollywood for a split second yeah i think there's a reason why they don't speak on their religious like their religious beliefs mm-hmm. openly because uh hollywood is unless unless you identify as like a white christian mm-hmm. um it's not that secular yeah so they have to remove their and and they and you don't want to be islam you mean it for, is secular Secular means that it it has no. It's, Sorry, it's like, it is secular. Yeah, is what I it meant. is secular. Sorry, yes, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. And and it's not really like people don't really like people don't preach their faith like that much mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Well, I guess so. You meant you did give the stipulation of they're Christian because whenever they're Christian, yeah, they'll yeah, they'll yeah. go all out and, and there's no one will bat an eye. No, I yeah. Right. If you say Allahu Akbar on stage once, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the, I think the only one who can get away with that is DJ Khaled. So I guess so, like yeah. Khaled, whatever. But I, I, but I feel like that's going to be changing too. Like, uh, with good examples like Khabib Nurmagomedov. I know it's not within Hollywood. Whoa! What? That's how you say his last name? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear <laughs> <know> that? <laughs> well, if you know, he he was uh he was the um, shoot, which Is he was he UFC? lightweight? He was a, he was a champion in the UFC. Mm. Who was he had a twenty seven and zero record. He never lost a match. Wild. And he was very upfront with his islamic identity mm-hmm. and like he started everything with alhamdulillah he always made sure that everyone knew he was muslim and he promoted it through that um and well sports is different though because look at soccer like the moroccan team took the i guess so storm. yeah yeah it always starts with sports and then the whole and mm. it slowly starts to seep its way into other forms of entertainment yeah at least that's what i feel like <sighs> DJ Khaled is the only one that's mm-hmm. like openly speaking on the fact that he's Muslim. Is he? DJ Khaled? Yeah. He was literally doing Umrah like 
maybe two yeah, months ago. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson, but he's another sports person. He yeah. was what they were together. Yeah. But other than that, like, what other singer, rapper, artist, mm-hmm. actor can you think of that's Muslim? Did you ever see that show, We Are Lady Parts? No. Well, apparently, that well, not apparently. There's a show called We Are oh, Lady Parts. Oh, with a bunch of, like, Muslim people in there? Yeah. And and I didn't like watch it, but I saw something? the trailer, and I was yeah. like, mm, this is... Same. I don't watch exactly. It. Okay. You know what? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to we get might, into that. Yeah. Because I thought maybe you knew about it. I, I, I hope did see you the. Tra- did. I know. I know. I know about it. I saw the trailer, but yeah, I, it kind of put me off. A little. I'm not. Gonna, I don't know what it okay, was. Okay. Maybe we'll watch it and then give our take on it later. Okay. But we'll, we kind of went on a tangent here. What yeah. were we originally talking about? We were talking about um, representations of Muslims. Yes. Um. And 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 representation of Black Muslims within the community um you know speaking on that yeah did you watch the new netflix movie called you people no not yet did you do you know the premise of the i know the dad is supposed to be muslim right eddie murphy's supposed to be muslim right yeah so what's the the whole the family the whole family is muslim oh yeah and the guy the guy's family jonah hill's family is they're jewish oh really yeah (laughs) so it's like they're white and black yeah muslim and jewish like very polar opposite families yeah and they're trying to see like how they together uh, yeah that's the thing because whenever they do do muslim re- re- representation oh there was no like yeah they never do it right there was no there were like little sprinkles of islam in yeah, there yeah. like for example uh uh lauren's uh dad yeah when when the yeah, when Murphy? she was telling her dad that she like was met a guy or something yeah he goes oh is he muslim and she goes yeah and he goes oh is he sunni or nation what oh <laughs> yeah i was like sunni or like oh okay yeah. like all right and wait so but she said yeah but he was jewish oh she was lying to him she was lying to him oh okay, okay. but even then like for example there's a scene where the family's like the guy's family comes over to mm-hmm. her family they have dinner together yeah and he goes let's say grace i'm like huh what muslims don't say grace but he basically made a dua <laughs> what <sighs> I guess du'a like the the technically the uh, translation of du'a is grace. Yeah, I guess. So, is it grace? Uh, I think it would be. Yeah, because essentially it's the same thing. You're just not just, putting he your was hands just giving up. thanks to Allah. Yeah, but it was interesting. Okay, I need to watch that movie. Apparently, yeah. everyone else has watched it, but I haven't yet. There are mixed reviews. But I haven't had time yet. We will we will speak on it when Amir watches it. Okay, because exactly. I don't give it exactly. Away right Let's now. get back to the points here. Yes. Okay, but we I was just trying to say like that's a mainstream movie and they kind of sprinkled islam into it yeah okay but it, our original point was can we criticize yeah i think we can okay yeah and i i think we can too um as long as we come to it from like uh, like everyone should like come at, at, not from a place of judging but like from a place where you want to see things improve because there are people who would criticize but not give solutions yeah if you're not if you're not if you're not if you're not participating and yeah. if you're not an active member in the black community or at least if you're not putting forward solutions if you're not putting yeah. forward solutions and mm. just criticizing at that point you're just um what they call antagonizing or just you're, you're not really adding anything to the situation yeah but i also just think like if you're not if you're not in mm-hmm. if you're not in it you can't say anything about it yeah because like who are you to speak on it yeah yeah what do you what do you say about those people who are black but like they, I mean, they are black, as in like they sh- they they appear black, but they deny that they are black, or they they don't want to associate with the black community at all. I mean, I feel sorry for them because I feel like they 
there's a part of them that's not fully accepting of their own identity. Mm-hmm. So maybe they need to just uncover that. Like, why why don't you identify with being black? Like, what is it that's making you not want to mm-hmm. identify with it? Is it the bad parts? Because let me give you a reality check. Every single race and every single culture, mm-hmm. all of them have bad parts to their group as a whole. Mm-hmm. So you can't like i don't know i like and i'm not that's just that's an assumption right like there could be many reasons why someone doesn't associate like doesn't consider themselves as black but Mm -hmm. like well you know when you're walking down the street and a cop sees you (laughs) with your hoodie up it doesn't matter if you identify as black or not (laughs) i'm just saying i know but Mm -hmm. I, i don't know i just i i don't get it yeah but Maybe we can have a conversation with someone, but I don't think they'll ever come forward and be like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. Let's talk. <laughs> now that we know we can credit. Why are you tearing up? This is a really yawned. hard conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I yawned and I tried to not open my mouth. <laughs> do you feel, what, what do you feel like you would like to see change within the African-American community? And so the as, black community at, in, 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 in totality. So as I was saying, <laughs> I still feel like Within the black community, there is um, somewhat of a divide amongst the ethnicities. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it would be great to see more support from each other. Mm -hmm. Like the same way that other races really ride for each other. Like I would love to see that from black people. Do they though? Because I know like the Asian community. And when I say Asia, I mean like... uh because the asian community is so large yeah i was gonna say like southeast asian or yeah like so like east asian, asian i guess okay yeah east asian would that be like china those yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like the east asian community they don't they hate there are certain ethnicities within that group that hate each other yeah yeah that's true that's true but yeah. i feel like or they just don't like associating with each other like the southeast asian community I think mm-hmm. when you're when you're thinking about specifics, like yes, if they get into politics, yeah, that, like, yeah, whatever, they'll they'll bicker. But if it's like the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. they love supporting each other, and I love that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's really beautiful, and I think that we do it on a small scale. Like yes, now you know we, you you briefly touched on like supporting black black owned businesses, yeah. and I think we're starting to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But like to see more of it, like you know we've we've discussed this specifically about social media and like how black creators are at such a big disadvantage mm-hmm. compared to their white counterparts. Yeah. Um, basically hitting see... the nose I'm trying to get to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's that cousin connection. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to, to be able to support one another on a grand scale mm-hmm. would be so nice to see. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest thing um, for the African community. Because like, of course this is a very American centric conversation too. Yeah. Cause like they're the ones who dictate the culture and then that's shipped out to the rest of the world. Mm. So if you want to make the change, it has to start at the home home, start at home. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest thing would mean like the ultimate goal is for there to be a black caucus formed from this. So like, you know how the Jewish community, mm-hmm. they usually vote as a base together. Mm-hmm. That's why they always talk about like the Jewish vote. Mm. Uh, the Christian community, right? Uh, well, the Ju- Jewish is also a religion and an ethnicity at the same time. Is it? That's yeah. an ethnicity? Yes, it's, it's considered an ethnicity to be Jewish. So, like, you can be Jewish, but not uh, not partake in the religion, if that makes sense. 
So would you just be Israeli? Huh? You you you'd be ethnically Jewish. Does that make sense to you? Kinda. So like so it's an Jewish actual ethnicity. Jewish? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I think I even saw a TikTok recently of a girl who converted to Islam. Um, then she can't call herself she was a Jewish. Jew. No, she was she, but she's ethnically still called a Jew. You mean she's Israeli? Israeli? Huh? Israeli? No, not Israeli. Where's she from? Jewish. Where's she from? What? There's no country I called Jew. I don't know Jew. where she's from. There's no country called Jew. It's an ethnicity. I'm saying there's no there's How? no there's no country called Harari or no there's no country called. Okay, you know what? I don't. I'm not gonna go down that road. But like, I'm telling you right now. Okay, it's a thing. Jewish Source, trust ethnicity. me, bro. Yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> people listening to this, people listening to this know what I'm talking about. Being Jewish is an, is, is an ethnicity. I'm a fact checker. Yeah, check that. Quick. You can be ethnically Jewish. But they, that's why I mean, they have a, a, a caucus, like they have a group of people and they vote as a base together. But black people right now are not like that. They don't vote as a group. Of course, like they want to say, oh, we're not a monolith or whatever. But I feel like if you really want change within... Because the thing, the changes I want to see will eventually lead to like better reform for everyone. Because I feel like once you um, make things better for the black community, then you make things better for everyone. Because right now we're the ones who are, or at least African Americans are the ones who are being um, oppressed the most, and 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 systematically oppressed. Even though people would like to believe that that doesn't exist, like there, it's been proven or it's been shown that there. Um, we're treated differently in certain aspects. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. I'm right, right? Just say it I'm says, right, Sada. But it says... What? Religion is... This this article says, religion is not an ethnicity, mm-hmm. but religion can often be a force of unification in ethnic groups, which is why it's easy to get religion and ethnicity confused. Though Judaism itself is a religion... Jewish communities share more than th- more than a religion. The exactly. religion, of course, largely acts as a foundation made up of practices and ceremonies for the entire cultural and social identity of Jews. Mm-hmm. So for them, for Jews, their religious uh, practices go hand in hand with their cultural. It's like it's like Harari, ha- people from Harar and Islam. The, yeah, yeah. The the original Harari. Um, practices go hand in hand with islam because it's based on islam yeah so it's sort of similar i can understand that. yeah right. okay yeah maybe that's a better way to explain it because mm. you, you read it there you know i was trying to say okay what do you have a, what do you have a, like like last time when you said that I, what I, was, I was explaining personality versus looks was crazy but then you literally and i had people even in my dms literally explaining it exactly like i did but just in like no in a different, I, I, I different meaning or different words I didn't okay think it was crazy let's just talk about that for a split second okay I didn't think it was crazy. I just think the way that you said, like, even if my wife isn't the best looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just thinking, like, that'd be so wild if you ever said that to her. I'm not saying that to her. I'm giving an example. I know. But but here's the thing, right? Like, I'm not saying. You literally just wanted me to clean it up to make it sound better. That's all it is. Yeah, possibly. But, like, I was saying it bluntly. I was saying exactly what. But I didn't. I don't, I don't disagree that looks matter because looks are honestly looks get the get your attention. That's the first thing you notice most of the time. You don't notice someone's personality, unless of course it's like online or whatever, you know. But like, yeah, if you're walking down the street 
you're gonna notice somebody's looks and you're not gonna you're not gonna look at someone like yeah she's probably a good person mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're not gonna you know what i but mean it's weird that you're usually walking down the street like usually you if you do meet someone it's usually within like a group setting yeah yeah but but i'm saying like what what okay and you guys correct me if i'm wrong but even if you're in a group setting you're at whatever some sort of mm-hmm. function when you see someone you're not going to be like oh yeah that looks like a great personality you're gonna be like oh that person's cute Mm -hmm. i should get i should go get to know them yeah on the basis of their good looking then you get to know them and you're like "Mm, her personalities or his personality is not for me i saw that i was i was low-key seeing the little dry patches here but but at the same time Mm -hmm. like although looks get your attention it's the personality that that keeps you around that wants you that that you want that makes you want to continue to get to know that person you know Okay, you know what? I think we all agree here. We're just you know, we do. He's just saying some it differently. people. Some people genuinely value uh, personality over looks. Yeah, and that's to to each their own. And some people genuinely value, like, as long as you're good looking, you can have a shitty personality, and that's okay with them. Yeah, depends on what you want out of your person, right? But okay, okay, it is what it is. Yeah, so we're all on the same page here. Yeah, but yeah. back to what back we were saying. So yeah, that thing. So that's the ultimate goal: getting. Uh, being able to uh kind of uh organize into a larger group so that our votes are actually um considered mm. when it comes to um larger things that out- will, will affect us as a community yeah and i think aside from like banding together and just like stopping the divide it's just like just like we we just have to do better as a community yeah like and i know th- that a lot of people are on that whole like let's build generational wealth for mm-hmm. our our future kids yeah because you know we were at a disadvantage other our our, our uh friends on the other side mm-hmm. the whites they had a, a, a very <laughs> <laughs> the whites whites <laughs> they had an advantage yeah. they had a head start yeah you know what i mean and so we are in that headspace now which is good mm-hmm. as we should yeah uh, of building generational wealth and i think like as long as we and it's hard you know what i mean because i feel like I'll, in in the states and maybe in in canada and some other places mm-hmm. where um, black people are villainized just purely on the fact that they're black yeah it's hard because you could literally be like i don't know if you've been getting this on tiktok but like sometimes mm-hmm. it's like people that served in the military get pulled over by a cop and the cop is so rude to them just because they're black mm-hmm. until they know that what their status is and they're like oh sorry like, yeah i apologize they make it hard for us to do better yeah but th- at that point that goes back to why i feel like we need to ultimately as a community start to form together as like a large group even though we all have different opinions and like we're, we don't all uh we're not, we're not be on the same page for a lot of things it's still important to and i'm pretty sure that's probably the same case with people within the jewish community but they still all make sure to get together as a group which is i know it sounds impossible but i if other communities can do it we can do it too and and become formidable enough that uh politicians start to take the whole community uh, the community as a whole more seriously mm-hmm. so that because um once they start doing that then you'll start seeing things change in like lower income neighborhoods where unfortunately there's a disproportionately larger population of black people within those communities Mm -hmm. just because of like systematic oppression and us being or the black the african-american community being held back for so many years and if once they realize oh shoot like their votes there we might lose the vote 
mm-hmm. if we don't make changes that will benefit their community, um, then you'll start to see a lot of larger changes and more like changes that you can actually see make a difference. Yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like it always goes, it goes back to uh, what Joe Biden said at one point. Remember he's like speaking to, I think it's Charlemagne. He had an interview with him. Mm-hmm. I think it was with Charlemagne. And he's like, um, it's like, if you don't for, if you don't vote for us, are you even black or something mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I forget the exact line, but it was basically that. And that's how they think of the black community right now. They're like, they're just going to vote for us. Like they, they're, they're not smart enough to get together and and uh make demands because ultimately they're just going to vote for the democrats because they feel like democrats uh are better than the republicans and this is very again i'm going to go back to saying this is a very american-centric conversation because that's where a lot of the the issues that i want to see change are are currently taking place it's because it's the most apparent yeah it's the most apparent yeah but also mm -hmm. like uh, sorry to cut you off i was just gonna say um we need to see more black people in power. And I know it's hard because mm-hmm. it's hard to get to those positions. And I feel like when once certain black people do get to like these positions of power, mm-hmm. they they don't really like support their people. They just turn a blind yeah, eye. A lot of people are in those positions are Daniel Caesars. I know, trying but to appease the white man. <laughs> I, I know, and th- and that's that's the like that's the toughest pill to swallow is when you see like. Mm-hmm. But but I, I think on the contrary, yeah. when you're in this position of power, and someone's like, "Oh, it's a black person," let me go get my hand out. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Like you have to. It has to be a mutually beneficial relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of that you, is just to like pacify the black community be like oh just put a black man up there then they'll they won't even think yeah, about it's it to fit the quota yeah and we I always know. make those jokes being like oh it's a black guy i'm voting for him i don't care what he says yeah yeah <laughs> but but that's the thing right like i yeah. think when when we uh, like when we celebrate these black people in power it's like mm-hmm. are they really representing us though yeah is it the best person that we could nominate be extra critical of them exactly mm-hmm. exactly and i think there are so many examples like I could think of some right now, but then we'll be here all night. Talking yeah. About it. But like, you know, um, uh, Ilhan Omar is her name. Yeah. I think she's like the, m- she has some position. in. She, in she's Minnesota. the, uh, she's the um, okay. Senate. She holds the seat in the Senate, I believe for, or is it in the house for Minnesota? Yeah. I, I think it's the Senate, but like, even I'm pretty sure she holds the Senate, one of the Senate seats for Minnesota. Cause there's two seats for each state. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we she was so celebrated. She's a hijabi Muslim, yeah, um, Somali woman, and like that's such a like that's such a big deal. I don't think yeah. people actually realize that's a big deal. But then sometimes you hear some of the things that she says, and you're because like, they have to play ball ultimately, right? Ultimately, right? Yeah, but why? Why do we have to appease to someone who doesn't have the same morals and values that we do just to be accepted? Like, did they accept mm-hmm. her? because of her beliefs or did they accept her because she met the quota yeah she's a triple threat she's black she's muslim and she's a woman Mm -hmm. yeah but being muslim especially politically like trying to be a politician and be a muslim and and still hold up those same values especially in um western society or western countries is almost impossible you could be a republican huh <laughs> even a as a republic no republicans will will cast you out what are you talking about they're they they think of muslims as like the antithesis to christianity 
so and they're very like christian focused uh, yeah but uh, a lot of what they party right aside from the religious aspect a lot Mm -hmm. of what they are preaching kind of no even though they they feel even they don't look into it right you can they can look into it and be like oh a lot of the values we uphold are very similar Mm. but they don't see that they don't care they even if they do see that they don't care they still need a villain they need someone to vilify yeah so they will continue to use the uh muslim community as that like crutch not crutch but like that punching bag Mm. because they know they can rile up their voter base if they just start like attacking a a random muslim person (laughs) yeah and saying oh like because that's what they do with ilhan umar right Mm -hmm. they literally use her as like a punching bag being like or or as someone to kind of uh rile up their base on like being like oh she's trying to implement sharia law into america guys so, gotta vote against her <laughs> so stupid yeah but so. like but my thing is is like if you're going to take on that responsibility of having a position of power mm-hmm. as a black muslim woman mm-hmm. stand your ground yeah stand your ground like we don't want no weak and i'm not calling her weak but I'm, the example is if you're gonna be a representative for the black community that's a mm-hmm. huge deal you better not be weak yeah you know what I mean? Like yeah, you, I understand. You you can't be because then it's like you're if you're not gonna stand for anything, you're gonna fall for it, for anything mm-hmm. or everything. Sorry. Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but that's really hard, man. Especially it, it's hard, but like and like no, it's not only the fact that it's really hard. I'm trying to think like when you were saying that, I'm trying to think like, but how would you stay in that seat? Because the moment you, people start hearing things like, oh, she's that's not why because to get to that seat i feel like she would have had to already sell certain ideas that maybe not fall in line with what she truly believes but she knew it would get her some type of voter base which is what a lot of politicians do they lie to you or they don't lie yeah they lie to you or they say what they want what you think what they think what they think you want to hear but but my thing is and maybe maybe correct me if i'm wrong but like a perfect example of standing your ground and then being respected for it mm-hmm. is look at look at the the rules in Qatar during the world cup yeah people were like having mental breakdowns that they couldn't drink alcohol that's during these different games. that's literally in their country but still but still if you think about it a lot of people left that mm-hmm. cha- like they feel like they they're enlightened now a lot of people converted to islam because of that yeah they saw the beauty of islam within a muslim country yeah but I'm not saying just because you're a Muslim person in power that you have to enforce your the rules of the religion on people. No, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you should never sell your soul short just to appease to people who don't even believe in the same things as you. Yeah. It's really hard in a, a, to go back to... I'm guessing this is still all around like the same example as Wilhelm. Like in a two-party state or two-party country, it's really hard to do that because the only other option... You're going to be... They're so dogmatic in both parties that, like, if you don't fall in line with their views or you don't fall in line at all, um, you're almost going to be immediately cast out. And, like, your only other option is either a Republican or independent. And, like, independents are bare, like, 2% of the vote. Mm. Right? So that's why I say you kind of have to play. If you want to be in that, that's why ultimately I feel like you can't really be in it. Uh, but if you are in it, then yeah, you kind of have to play Muslim, ball. But you can still be black and do it. Yeah, b- black person for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's what ultimately I would would want to see, right? Like more black representation in the uh, and not just in politics. In politics, not just in politics. Mm-hmm. Even in in the tech industries, 
positions yeah. of power. Um, how many times have I joked around and said like, oh, we need to get some of our own in TikToks? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually a big thing, a big issue with the current innovations being made within the technological community, technology community. The tech space. Tech space mm. is that like now you're dealing with a lot of AI mm. and like um, uh, machine learning. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people who are writing this and a lot of the data that they're training it on them on are their the own their own programmers who majority of them are white mm. so a lot of the programs and the ai that they're working with don't aren't really catered any way in any way towards black people so like um even like certain technology when it comes to like taking pictures it would be tuned to like white skin tones. Yeah. That's why a lot of times whenever it takes a picture of black people, sometimes it'll be too blown out or it'll be too, they'll make the person look 10 shades darker than they really are. Right. But that's only because a lot of the machine learning and the programming and the software that goes into those cameras, because whenever you take a picture on your camera, it has some type of processing that it goes through. Exactly. It doesn't really look best on the black, on black people. Right. Because it's tuned towards lighter skin tones. Mm-hmm. So that's, another way why black representation really would be a positive thing within that tech and within the tech space as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually maybe something, uh, not critical of the African American culture, but like, uh, something you'd want to see more, right? Yeah. 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 yeah Cause you were asking like, what are some things that you'd want to see? Yeah. And well, like, and the other thing was what you mentioned there where we invest more into like black communities. Yeah. Or black businesses. Yes. Because you want to see them. And unfortunately, there's that whole stereotype of like um, black people, like the quality is always going to be less. But what? Yeah, there's always that joke. Like people say, like, oh, um, it, it like, um, uh, when people like, oh, you got that good lawyer, you got that white lawyer, right? Uh, or you got that, or you go to that good bank, right? You go to the bank, the white bank, or whatever. Even though there are a lot of independent black banks across the country people would not want to put their money in there because they ultimately feel like it's going to be, it has lesser value for some, just because a black person owns it. And, and I don't, you don't, you don't know about that stereotype? No. Really? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Oh, well, and, and unfortunately there are cases where like people like, Oh, and whenever something happens within a black business where they find out like that black business was actually doing some shady stuff, Mm -hmm. then that, the people use that to reinforce that stereotype and say, oh, this is why we don't deal with black businesses because we're always they're always just going to look for a come up and try and take our money mm-hmm. and, and short us in some way. Do so, better. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like if as long as we can just continue to push towards spending within the black community, then those people, we weed it out and then like the, the what do they say, the cream will rise to the top? Yeah. Sure. You never heard that statement? What? No. Or the cream of the crop? Yeah, that I heard. Okay, but I yeah. never understood what that meant. Because you know, when like when when fat separates, the cream rises to the top, so it's like the best part because the fat is tasty. That's where that's. You never okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to kind of finish off, this is kind of a downer when it comes to our 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 well, aspirations for the African American community because this deals with mm-hmm. an African American man called Tyree Nichols who was beat up and ultimately murdered by um five black officers my mind was blown when i saw that video by the way like i was like i think the whole black community was like we don't know how to react to this because and 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 it showed 
I have something to say. What? I think I sent you a TikTok about this, but what I was going to say before all this was mm-hmm. the conversation doesn't have to end here. I mean, if you guys genuinely enjoy this type of conversation, mm-hmm. it's Black History Month, so we can we could further speak on on this. We can talk about yeah. you know colorism within the Black community mm-hmm. and so on and so on and so on. Like there are so many different topics mm-hmm. to even even to the speak issues on. within Black people within the Muslim community. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We okay. You know what? Maybe we will do like continue a part the two. conversation part exactly. two. Yeah, <laughs> but, but back to Tyree Nichols. Mm-hmm. One thing that I was like, "Oh my god!" was the swiftness mm-hmm. in the sentencing of these cops. Yeah, when other well, not co- sentences, but the charges. The, sorry, of the, the charges. Sorry, the charges. Mm-hmm. When other like other cases where white cops like blatantly like blatantly killed someone it's on camera mm-hmm. and they're like oh we don't know what happened well like okay or they're they're suspended on admin or they're on like desk duty or d- administration leave or something yeah it's so wild but these ones were charged in a heart like in a second i think this one uh, people i know people are making that argument and you're making that argument now but uh i i, I do feel like this is different why because first off it's because um the when they found the footage the footage kind of changed everything that's what ultimately got them fired immediately yeah because when that footage showed up it was completely opposite to what they reported were they reported oh let and me just, because let the camp oh yeah go I'm ahead i'm just gonna preface like just because i i commented on the fact of how fast they got uh mm-hmm. charged doesn't mean that i am supporting what they did it's absolutely disgusting wrong yeah. and i'm like it actually broke my heart watching that video yeah but i'm just saying like like i'm i'm separating the event from the sentencing like yeah. two separate events here um that part i thought was very like i was mm-hmm. like hmm, interesting but back yeah. to what you were saying sorry and I, I think we'll ultimately see if this sets a precedent mm. in the future for how fast cops are either fired or charged because we'll origi- original originally they were charged they were fired and mm. then they were charged afterwards yeah uh, because the they had the convenience store or there was some f- third camera like a store camera that caught the whole thing mm-hmm. on on and like clear as day exactly what was happening and it was also it was also the addition of the fact that after they like basically beat him to death they like threw him in a car and started like cheering and like giving each other high fives and talking about like yeah they were they're they're they're, they're, bo- they're boasting about it mm. and the fact that they also the paramedics pulled up and didn't administer any um um aid within for like the first 20 minutes so what did they, just there. they just sat there and talked to the cops the talk that's what the talk the cops were boasting about it and the fire truck came did nothing either so all the, and those people got i believe either fired or are put like on leave for now or something like that and there was a sixth cop that was fired i think either today or yesterday like just recently um but yeah it was just so blatant and the fact that they lied on their report like it was it was clear as day that yeah. wrong was done here yeah uh and that's probably why they were fired immediately right i mean as they should be they deserve it yeah yeah and and then of course this should hopefully set a precedence in the future to be like okay whenever there are cases where police are clearly abusing their power mm. that they sh- the action should be taken right away and okay go ahead I was just going to say, like, I feel like these are the moments where I'm like, do better. Mm -hmm. Like you're 
that that's an example of someone who's in a position of power and they abuse their power. They don't yeah. use it for good. And I think what it really showed was that it has nothing to do. Well, it has a lot to do with race, but like it also has a lot to do with the issue with the police and and their um, the amount of power they have mm. and how they know that there's almost no consequences to their actions. I don't I don't know what the word is for that. They, I, I, it's um, it's like relates back to the Stanford experiment. Mm-hmm. Remember that one that we talked yeah, about before. Yeah. It's almost like when you have that uniform on, you don't even see yourself as you see everyone else, civilians, as subhuman. Like yeah. they're less than you. They're, you but feel greater than. Also, the fact that there's such a culture, a toxic culture built in, built up within the police community that they felt like no matter what they did, there weren't w- like there wouldn't really be any real consequences. Yeah. And the most they would get is like paid leave. So they get paid to like not be at work basis basically. Right. Uh and it shows how extreme that idea got to where they just felt like they could do whatever they want. Especially even with that girl recently that that female cop who ended up like sleeping with half of her precinct. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> they feel like they have no consequences. They feel like they have the ultimate power. No one can really uh, say anything to them or whatever they do they're not going to have any consequences for it i know and people i feel like when they see things like this in the news like they're so quick to be like defund the police defund the police mm-hmm. i think you should restructure the police honestly like go yeah. through a it, new training re- program please reform yeah yeah because i don't know if i don't know if defunding like having less cops in the mm-hmm. out in society i don't know if that's going to solve the problem yeah well i, mean, I feel like when they say defund the police, first off, it's it's never smart to fully defend the defund the police. But they mean like take some of those funds mm. where these police are buying tanks and buying like why does a police officer bazookas? Why do they need that? They're literally buying like military grade weapons. Why? And because they have a surplus. Because the thing is, they get a budget, right? Mm. And if they don't spend that whole budget, they they lose get out. less money the next year. Yeah, and because these states are just throwing money at them they're just buying whatever because they have to spend that money or they feel like they have to spend that money Mm. Uh, but what people are saying is like okay take all that excess money you're giving them and put it towards resources that will bring up the whole community yeah so ultimately there's less crime Mm -hmm. like mental health services yeah and like after school programs Mm -hmm. and and things that will support everyone in the community that so there wouldn't be a need for that many police in the community. Right. And that could solve so many issues. And I feel like the reason that is it does a little come down a little bit to racism, mm. where I feel like because a lot of these communities are majority black, mm-hmm. then they don't really um feel like they need to invest as invest much. as much into them. Yeah um but yeah th- that's why i feel like that's that's what i feel like when they, they mean when they mention defund the police mm. it's just really bad marketing yeah when you say defund the police anyone who has no context of what you're exactly what you mean they're gonna be like wait you want to take away cops what do you mean t-? and <laughs> and and of course a lot of the right-wing news will take it mm. to the extreme and say they want to abolish cops and, and take them away completely. <laughs> so that's a little unhinged. I just yeah. think police reform is what exactly. needs to be focused on because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it shows that, right. like, yeah, this is even 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 if they're black, they're police first. Yeah, you know? yeah. And this is an example, yeah. right, where, you know, they their identity 
goes from they don't even look at their race anymore they look yeah. at their title because mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like uh like they become um a unit or a team or um, unified maybe unified it's that whole blue line thing i don't know i don't know what is the thin blue line like they they identify with that so much that they forget mm. that they also have the identity of being black yeah yeah so uh but that whole situation was sad the fact that the it was it was so shocking and like the black people was so confused on like how could this even happen right that remember when they said oh we're gonna release the footage mm. cities were literally planning like preempting or not preempting they were like um setting up for like riots in the street they were like boarding up their wall their stores people were boarding up their stores they were ready for people to get into the streets and start like tearing stuff apart but once the footage was released like there was none of that happened there was no rioting just like i think it also is a, a combination of just the community being tired of this happening again and again and nothing being done it just hurts more now to see that it was black cops exactly and that on top of it mm. just like was just gut-wrenching for I, i'm pretty sure the whole uh african-american community 100 percent. yeah and it's, hopefully we see some real change that comes from this sometimes i feel like being hopeful it gets exhausting because mm-hmm. you don't really see the immediate change yeah but keeping that hope alive is also a good thing and being mm-hmm. patient and and really just like hoping for the best yeah and i, I do see um to kind of go back to like a lot of rappers now mm. are especially the ones who came out with a lot of the very aggressive like aggressively um like the violent violent music, lyrics, music and lyrics that would uh almost spur on more violence the ones that it. promoted like gang violence exactly and drugs and yeah a lot of those rappers now are starting to like see the errors of their ways mm. and they're tar- starting to take more responsibility and being like because initially whenever people would criticize them and say like oh you're just perpetuating this and you're and you're glorifying it and you're pushing other people to want to do it and ultimately end up doing it and and you're just making it worse yeah um they're they're starting to realize that oh yeah actually i i I feel like i did make it worse Mm. and they're trying to like almost repent from it and and um now bring a more positive light to the community like i think i watched the reason i mentioned that is because there was a rapper recently who came out with a documentary from billboard i think his name was was um nba young boy Mm. yeah he came out with a documentary recently now he's under house arrest for i think like gun charges but because of that it gave him time to think Mm -hmm. and the main thing he wanted to take or us take away was that like he feels like his music really was like a detriment to the african-american community or his communities that he was uh within and now he wants to uh put more uh give back to the community in a more positive way and and almost um disavow or what he used to say not disavow but like um teach people the errors of his ways yeah he can't take it back because it's already out there yeah but but at least let him his community know that like nah this is not the way to think guys Mm. we should try to build together instead of destroy each other yeah yeah so i don't know that's a positive note i guess to get away from it (laughs) i I guess so i I know we went on a little long here today yeah Um, that's okay it happens we'll definitely have to do like some type of part two maybe yeah. maybe now that we've opened this conversation we'll see what people say we can maybe go back onto what not go back on what we say but like uh um 
go a little deeper yeah. into some of these topics. If and you guys want us to um, cover something specific, mm-hmm. let us know. Either DM us or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment um, and, and we can use it in our part two. Yeah. But um, I really like this conversation. It was yeah. good. Okay, guys. Um, so remember, again, to if you like this conversation and you want to give your input on it, you can always leave a comment down below. Um, and if you haven't already, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel uh, to hear more conversations like this, hopefully. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.